Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullen, and I'm so glad that you joined us today for another interview. This month, we're interviewing Ray Hausler. Ray is the youth minister at Cincinnati Christian Church of Bloomfield, Indiana. One of the cool things about uh, Ray is that he also coaches in the local school system. He coaches cross country, and I know it's a big thing. It has been for a while in the world of youth ministry about how how do you connect sports and youth ministry, and we have competing schedules and all these different things. And so we're going to talk about that and see how he does it there at his church in Bloomfield, Indiana. But before we do that, we want to thank our sponsors. Our sponsors are make this happen um, every month, and so we want to thank them. First up is Work Camp in. That's W-O-R-K-C-A-M-P-N-E, as in northeast.com. If you want to check out their website, be sure to do that. And here's the deal about WorkCamp NE. If you're looking for a mission trip that you can take your students on that is going to give them an opportunity to really reach out and do some minor home repair and love on the people in a community, but also get to connect with some other students from other youth groups and worship and activities in the evening, it's a great trip. It's really affordable. Check out their website, WorkCampNE.com. Also, we want to thank our other combined sponsor with National Network of Youth Ministries, which is youthworkers.net, and Reach Youth New England, which is reachyouthne.com. Both of these organizations are all about combining efforts and working together in the area of youth ministry. So if you've not connected with any other youth ministers in your area or in your region, please, please, please. Be sure to check out these two websites to really connect with other youth workers. And um, their big thing is we're better together, and it's so true. So make sure you check out both of those, and we thank them so much for sponsoring today's podcast. Now let's jump right into our interview with Ray Hausler. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Ray. Yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, so most of you that have been listening to our podcast know that we build this podcast around three questions. Um, we want to know what your story is. We want to know what God's doing in your current ministry. What's it look like? And then we'll talk about some wisdom that he's taught you over the years. So let's just jump right in and, and let's hear your story, Ray. What's, what's God been doing in your life up to now? And how'd you, how do you get you to the place where you are right now? All right. Uh, well, I've been in student ministry for, uh, 20 years now. Uh, it started off as a lead volunteer at my home church, uh, and about the same time I was also starting to coach cross-country at our local high school. God had called me into youth ministry while I was in high school, but there were some things that came up along the way that just kind of allowed me to be distracted from that. Nothing too crazy. It's just that um, just I let life get to me. I let you know resources that I had and didn't have around me kind of get in my way, and God finally got to me. I was actually uh, helping out at a camp that I had always gone to when I was a kid, and God finally said, hey, this is where you're supposed to be. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And I uh, went and talked to the guy who was leading the ministry at that time. He's like, yes, I've been waiting for you to tell me this because <laughs> this is where you're supposed to be. Uh, his name was Ed Allman, and he was one of the people that just really believed in who, me and who I was as a youth worker, um, believed in me and who I, who I was as, uh, as a Christian, as somebody that... Um, made in the image of God. And so he built into me for about a year and a half until finally said, you know what, I think this needs to be yours. And he handed it to me. And um, without very much training, <laughs> I uh, took took the lead of, of the student ministry at my church. And uh, over the next 10 years, stumbled a whole lot, um, tried to figure things out. Uh, you know, I, there was early on, I was 
trying to, I'm like, I can do this on my own. I don't need any education. I can do this. I just have God's call in my life. I don't need anybody else around me. And I don't need to be trained or anything. And, um, uh, that's one of the things I would say to any youth worker now is like, you need to have people all the way around you. Um, I, I didn't have that early on and I wish I did, but, um, I, part of how I ended up realizing I needed that is when I would take my kids to camp every summer, um, the, the other youth workers I had around me there at camp were so valuable to me in the way they built into me and, and spoken in my life and allowed me to actually feel like I was actually our kid's youth pastor and not just, um, you know, a guy that hangs out with him. You know, they actually saw what God was doing in me. Um, and that's kind of the story, uh, you know, about eight years into that, my wife, uh, well, she, she ended up being my wife, but, um, as we were dating and getting to know one another, um, she saw my, the possibility of what God was doing in me in student ministry and really believed in me. And when we got married, she's like, you've got to go back to Bible college because this is God's call in your mm-hmm. life. And she provided the way for that and went to, uh, William Jessup university. We were out in the Sacramento area, California okay. at the time. And, uh, just took a, it was a, degree completion program that allowed me to get my bachelor's degree in Christian leadership and Bible and theology. And that was so foundational for me and to be able to be part of it. It was really cool. They did a program in a way that allowed us to be kind of a cohort for two years um, and Christian leaders from all different denominations from all over the place. And the 13 of us just kind of went through that together. And God just did some incredible things in me and helping me be centered on, on Jesus and knowing what my ministry was about and what I was actually doing. I started seeing the connections of the things that I did and why I was actually doing them. Mm. And uh, that was just proved really valuable for me to be able to learn and, and actually know what I was doing. <laughs> um, and I was glad that my wife believed in me and, and was able to, we were able to send myself, send me back to school to do that. Um, cool. I finished up that program, and uh, we're kind of in the middle of that program. We took a part-time position helping to restart a church for uh, my wife's youth pastor, who was the senior pastor at that church then. And we ended up building a youth group. We started, I had two girls at the first uh, youth night that we did there, and one of them was excited, and the other one was like, my parents made me come here, because <laughs> apparently this is supposed to be something we're doing. So. <laughs> Uh, when I left there three years later to to come to where I am now in in Indiana, um, we had uh, weekly attendance about 15 to 19 kids that were showing up every week. We had a team of uh, five other volunteers that were building into them, and those volunteers actually uh, carried the youth ministry for the next four or five years before they were finally able to get another uh, part-time youth minister wow. at that church. So it's one of the things I was really proud of is yeah. that we were able to build into that team that was able to maintain and do well with that ministry, yeah. uh, even even without a staff person in place. Yeah. Um, which brings us to, I'm in uh, uh, just west of Bloomington, Indiana, in a Cincinnati Christian church, and it's three hours west of Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> it's a really little, small, I call it a neighborhood um, in uh, eastern Greene County, uh, Indiana, that uh, it's about 15 miles west of, of Bloomington. So go Hoosiers. Um, <laughs> here you go. And uh, so I've been here almost six years now. Uh, it's a rural community. Um, about half of it has um, kind of like some uh, poor um, students. Uh, Green County is actually, I think I heard, the third highest meth 
population, meth addict population in the state of Indiana. Wow. Uh, and then we've got a military base nearby that provides a lot of upper, you know, upper middle class uh, mm. jobs to people. So it's a very uh, divided, you know, yeah. very different socioeconomic uh, background of the kids there in the community. Um, and it's been good here. It's been it's been really good um, just to be able to to reach kids that uh, are in some hard places and to see Jesus begin to change their lives. Wow. Uh, we actually, we accidentally started a bus ministry about <laughs> three, three years ago. Um, How did that work? <laughs> it was, <laughs> I, there was, uh, I would go and we have really good access to the schools here in this community. I'm thankful to the administration at, at Eastern Green Schools. Um, and they've just allowed us to come. I, I get to go, I go to the middle school every Wednesday and I go to the high school every Friday for lunch and just get to hang out with the students and um, be a part of what the school system is doing. Um, and uh, so I just, and hanging out at lunch, you know, one of the kids that came to the youth group with us was like, hey, can my friend come? You know, they need a ride. I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll come I'll come get you. And uh, so we started driving. It was, you know, it's a rural community and, you know, we've got, uh, 400 students at the high school, another 400 at the middle school, and spread out. I mean, you go one end of the school district to the other, you know, about 40 minutes. It's 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 deep out there. So, um, drove out drove out nine miles to pick up this group of kids, and and those those students started inviting their friends. Like, hey, my other friend wants to come too. Can you pick them up? I'm like, sure. <laughs> you know, next week, I, you know, I'm like, I, you know what, I need to leave my minivan at home and I need to take the church van. And um, we actually ended up, uh, drove that van into the ground, literally actually <laughs> blew up on me one night while I was picking up kids. Wow. <laughs> caught on fire. Thankfully, it was like this rural area where the roads, there's no, no shoulders anywhere. We just happened to be in the one place where there's this huge shoulder and uh, bus caught on fire, and we got the kids off. And but uh, the community—that's <laughs> well, something they're they're always going to remember. Oh yes, and my daughter was there too, so she was like three, and she remembers me just pulling her out of the bus of the van as it's, as it's you know catching on fire. It was quite a quite a sight. I'm sure. Um, but uh, it was uh, it was just cool to. I mean, the the community saw what we were doing and picking up the kids and getting them to church, and um, they provided another we have another 15 passenger um minibus now wow um and then one of my other volunteers when that when that uh 15 passenger van went down we started taking the um the 25 passenger shuttle bus out to pick up the kids that i had already been picking up and now both of us are going out and we're getting <laughs> you know 25 to 30 kids a week wow. on the buses that's um, really cool and it, yeah and it's just simply word of mouth through the kids hmm. you know it's um, and it's these community kids, these kids who are largely unchurched, whose families have never been part of a church, they're like, yeah, can can my friend come? Huh. And the answer is always absolutely, yeah. and we'll see what we can do. So we have these two bus runs that about an hour before church and an hour after church, we're picking up kids and um, and bringing them to hear a message of Jesus and, and be around adults who absolutely love them. Cool. So it's been really good. That's so cool. Yeah. So I got to ask though, um, California to Indiana, how'd that work? California, Indiana. I absolutely <laughs> knew coming here that I was going through cross-cultural ministry, that <laughs> I was not going to be in the same place. 
um, people ask me that all the time because the answer is, you know, why why did you leave Northern California to yeah. come to Southern Indiana? <laughs> and the answer is, God called me here. God called me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and the answer is, I, I wanted to do full time ministry, and this is the the position that opened up. The funny thing is that our senior pastor Tony Stinson tells the story of when they're going through their process. They're like, we want a Midwest guy, and he even specifically <laughs> said, we don't like we don't want somebody say like from California, <laughs> and um, just through their process um i kept coming back to their minds and their attention and um it's been really good it's been a a good time out here i um there's part of me i was in the town that i grew up in um and so and i had lots of family around so for me personally it was really good to be able to come and just be ray and Mm. um do what God had called me to do specifically as Ray, hmm. uh, without worrying about having to be this other person that had all these expectations from family. So it's been good to grow in that regard. I miss my family. I miss a lot of our friends uh, sure. that are out there too. But um, God's really done a good work in us. Um, and it's funny, kind of going from a more uh, progressive California to more conservative Indiana, um, I was actually able to, to strip a lot of the things that like they were just church that were just mm. christian culture because i was able to see the differences and what worked in california was just jesus you know all the religious stuff wasn't always mm-hmm. a great thing to bring to people um and then coming into church area of being able to tell people yeah I, we, you know what you've experienced is church but jesus has so much more for mm. you and inviting kids into a relationship with jesus uh and not necessarily just church yeah um, so that's been really good for us to be able to do that. And there's, there's great people here. Um, I've got a team of elders who uh, support what we're doing. Uh, one of the things I did when I got here is I uh, found out who the movers and shakers were in the church and um, made sure that my commu- lines of communication with them were open. Um, they knew what I was trying to do and what we were trying to accomplish. Uh, and not we were not going to try to change their church. We are going to try to you know, <laughs> rock the boat um, in a way that wasn't about Jesus. So we wanted to make sure that um, those people who are important, I, I know some people get tired of church politics, but I see it as relationships. Mm. You've got to have good relationships with people yep. in order to affect the change that you want to see. Um, and, you know, to get the church to spend $30,000 on a minibus because we're bringing <laughs> kids in and they see the value of that. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even a question. It's like, yes, we're going to do this. we just got to figure out how to raise the money. Cool. Um, so those relationships have been have been key, but yeah, moving from California to Indiana was definitely a. Uh, um, I knew coming in, it wasn't going to be the same. Yeah, um, I made sure I started rooting for the Hoosiers. <laughs> I've never been much of a basketball guy, so I started getting Ooh, into yeah. basketball. Yep, um, you know, and and made sure that I was coming in and being what I need to do be for them mm-hmm. without having to hold on to who I was as a Californian. Um, I've gone back and I've picked some of that up once, you know, everybody got to know me. Right. And, you know, I've been able to say, yes, I'm Californian. This is who I am. Yeah. Um, but at first it was, hey, I'm here for you. I'm here to serve you and love you and, and be a part of your community. Sure. And that's what I'm doing. Cool. That's great. So your current ministry, we, we know about your bus ministry, um, your accidental yes. bus ministry. But what, how does everything else uh, look like in your ministry? What's your programs look like? And how do you, how do you reach the teenagers in that community? Uh, yeah, um, uh, so much more than the bus ministry. Um, we've got our programs. This is what our programs look like right now. We've got a uh, Sunday school program, and um, our church on 
Sunday morning has about 200 to 250 for worship. Um, and then we'll actually get half that amount of people that will actually be in the building um, at 9.30 a.m. for Sunday school. So um, our community uh, and the church people in, in the community really appreciate having that discipleship hour. Um, and so we spend Sunday mornings in in our discipleship programs having that hour to be with kids before worship. Um, and that's a lot of our church kids. Um, so okay. they're they're ready and they're needing to go deeper uh, into scripture and into what it means to, to live a life following Jesus. Um, and so we actually have a fifth and sixth grade Sunday school class, a seventh and eighth grade Sunday school class, and a high school Sunday school class. Okay. And um, we've got volunteers leading those, and I get to kind of go in and out of, of each of those classes. Um, so the kids, you know, it's not just about me, it's about these other people that are building their lives. And that's super important for me that it, it's not about, you know, awesome Ray, the hmm. youth minister that is just the most amazing guy. You know, you hope that they think that of right. me. I mean, you're from California, same, so that already I'm from helps California. It. I'm super cool. I've got, you know, <laughs> Mohawk and, you know, I wore skinny jeans for a little while. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, just to be able to, um, to build into to those kids, to connect them with an adult who loves them, hmm. um, it, it's been super important so they know it's not just me because um, they also know it's, it's, this is a community that people are here for lifetimes mm-hmm. um, and even somebody who's been here for six years is still the newbie you know and so yeah. for me to come in um, I need to connect the kids to people who have been here for a long time um, because that's who they are that's what their story is cool uh, so that's Sunday morning Sunday night uh, we've had a, um, another opportunity for some discipleship um, and uh Right now, we're doing Life Hurts, God Heals with a group of students. Okay. Um, it's an old resource through uh, Simply Youth Ministry, Doug mm-hmm. Fields, and Megan Hutchison created it. Um, and we just started that. I think it's going to be super helpful to our kids. Like I said, Earl, um, Green County has a high uh, meth addict population mm-hmm. and alcoholism and a lot of uh, fatherlessness. And so it was one of those things. I was, I was looking at the group of kids that had been coming. I'm like, we need to do this for our kids and help yeah. them to be able to to get through the pain. So we've started that and that's what Sunday nights have been. Um, and it's just been a, even before we started that Sunday nights has just been a, a, a time of conversation. Okay. Just, let's get together. And we've gone through a few different books and just to, to have conversation centered around Jesus and, um, and what it means to follow him uh, on Sunday nights. Wednesday nights are big night. Um, we have, uh, we've got anywhere from 40 to 50 kids on Wednesday night. That's fifth through 12th grade our uh, our schools uh, start middle school at fifth grade so we kind of wanted to align with that mm-hmm. so that we weren't treating kids who thought themselves as middle schoolers <laughs> as elementary kids um, and it's actually been good we've actually uh, there's all these numbers out there that say you know kids have to be involved in church by the time they're fourth or fifth grade or they're not going to and mm-hmm. we've actually been able to introduce kids to church to Jesus to showing up and being a part of uh, the Christian community in fifth grade. Cool. Um, we actually had, we celebrated like three or four fourth grade graduates that were the church kids mm-hmm. in June. And then we've had six to eight fifth graders at church on Wednesday nights okay. this year. Cause, cool. Um, so that's been really cool. It's, it's been something that kids are wanting to be at on Wednesday night. So it's um, mostly middle school. We've had to change some stuff up because, you know, when you get kids, they're involved in the youth ministry for eight years. They're going to get bored of the same old, same old. And, hmm. you know, as creative as we youth ministers are, 
you know, <laughs> eight years of, you know, yeah. 30 to 40 games a week, you're going to play the same ones yep. several times over and over again. Um, so it, it's uh, Wednesday nights are big night, and that's simply uh, we we come and we love to play dodgeball. We've got a nine-square thing outside, and so for the first 10, 15 minutes, we're just playing and engaging conversation, and then we'll get back together uh, about 10 after 7, and start doing um, an organized activity. And that can be anywhere from something everybody's doing to uh, the last few weeks we've just done an upfront activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, time of teaching. And uh, we've actually been able, this, this year we just started splitting the high schoolers and middle schoolers uh, for that time of teaching okay. um, and having two different groups um, and then doing small groups within those groups as they're groups. split up too. So the only thing we're doing together is playing a, a big activity game. Gotcha. Um, okay. Which is where you usually want your large numbers. When you're playing a big fun game, you want large yep. numbers. When you want to have those really good conversations, you break it out. And so mm-hmm. um, trying to do what we can so the high schoolers are still feeling engaged in what we're doing and right. something for them. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what our programming looks like. In addition to that, I'm coaching cross country and track and field in the community. Okay. Um, and we mentioned earlier about me coming from California to mm-hmm. Indiana. One of the things that I saw when I got here that was so important in the community is the high school sports. Um, yep. It meant something to be an Easter Green Thunderbird. And so I talked to our elders. I said, I can get so much farther in building relationships with the community, with the kids, if I'm at the school regularly. And they said, yeah, that's true. That's who we are. That's what our community is about. And they gave me permission to go and start coaching cross country and then start coaching track. Um, and so there's a lot of work comes from both those. It's a high school sport, which mm-hmm. means the, the seriousness that comes from coaching a high school sport. There's yeah. a lot of hours in the week. Um, but uh, the relationships that we've been able to build with the administration, with the teachers, with the students, with parents in the community, um, that I can show up to lunch and I'm not just a weird youth minister, mm-hmm. but I'm also somebody that actually belongs on campus, somebody yeah. that they can trust that um, – that's Ray. You know, we, we can talk to him. Yeah, he coaches, he coaches cross-country, but he's also somebody that we can trust because he's got this other role in the community. Cool. And uh, so it's, it's been fun uh, to be able to do that. It's been really rewarding to, to have that relationship. One of the cool things that came out of that relationship this last year was that uh, the fifth-grade teachers invited myself and one of the other, uh, the other youth minister in the area, Chad Stowers, they, they invited us to go with them on their outdoor wilderness camp, and we got to go as counselors. Oh, that's awesome. To the, to, to the public school's outdoor wilderness camp. And so cool. it was just great to be able to, and to be a part of that and to know that the school trusted us so much yeah. with their students that they knew that we would be on their agenda and not on our own agenda. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So how did that work out? Because I know a lot of, of youth ministers are looking and you're hearing and they say, yeah, I'd love to get plugged into the school system. So did you pursue that or did they just have an opening? It just kind of worked out because you had you know, helped out with cross country before or how did, how did that all work? Yeah, I um, actually like, I, I had I ran cross country in high school uh, and immediately shortly after graduating high school, like the second year after graduating, I started helping out coaching. Uh, my coach at the time, and so I had gotten into coaching that way. Uh, my dad was, um, I looked at my parents as like, they were my original youth ministry mentors. Okay. Uh, we always had, they always had students around, they were foster parents, they were involved in young life early on in my life, and my dad and mom, they coached our sports, they were cool. involved in things, and so that's 
just how I knew how to relate to kids. And so I got into it that way. Uh, when I got here to Indiana, um, it was, they had an opening for a girls middle school cross country position. And I'm like, I applied for that and I had had uh, some pretty good success coaching high school out in California. And so the athletic director of middle school is like, I'm going to forward this to the high school. Cause I think the boys coach, they're going to be hiring a boys coach soon. Oh, wow. Um, and so uh, it was kind of like the perfect timing. They need, they had somebody. They needed somebody immediately. It wasn't something. It was too late to hire a teacher to do it. And they hired me and brought me in, um, and kind of went from there. Um, and I know not everybody is always going to have those types of uh, that skill set or that experience to just be able to get in like that. Mm-hmm. The big thing is just show up. We've got uh, I've got young life leaders who are my assistant coaches. Um, so we've been able to do this great big team thing where all the youth workers in the area are coming together to do whatever they can to be involved at the school. Mm. Um, and that they just said, they came to me and said, hey, we'd like to help. How can we help? I said, come on out, you know, be a part of us. Uh, every coach needs more eyes. Mm-hmm. The more eyes that coaches have out there, the, the better that they're going to be able to do their job to coach up individual athletes. Um, and so... As long as you're going and saying, hey, this is who I am, this is what I want to do, I want to support the community, I want to be on your agenda. I think any key to any involvement in the schools is letting the school know, I'm a servant to you. I'm mm-hmm. here when I'm on campus, I'm at your, I'm for your agenda, which yeah. is the, the benefit of the school for uh, young people to grow in their education, to learn those things. Um, and so as a youth worker, when you're going on their turf, it's got to be about their agenda. Mm. Um, and what you get out of that is the relationships with the kids so that you can begin to, to build into those and, and be willing to, to speak Jesus into a kid's life, even mm. if they're not attending your youth ministry programs. Yeah. Um, because it's a kingdom thing. It's, it's not necessarily about the church. And I've been thankful our, our, uh, the leadership at our church has recognized that, that the impact that we're having in the community may not always reflect all of the programs of the church, but we're having an incredible impact on the community because we're teaming up with the other churches, with everybody else in the area to make Jesus known within the school environment. That's great. That's great. Yeah. There's so many, so many, uh, you know, conferences and, and things that I went to lately, lately and books that I'm reading and blogs that I'm reading and say this, you know, we've, I don't know if, maybe because of the separation of church and state and all these different things that we've kind of, you know, the church has kind of taken a step back from being involved in the community as much as that it once was, but there's almost, I feel like a, a calling to get back and, and develop those relationships again, because they're so crucial to just making relationships with people. Even if you don't lead someone to Jesus right then and there on the school campus, you've made that relationship with them that over time, you know, God will develop and, you know, maybe they'll, Maybe it won't even be with you. Maybe they'll through you. They get connected to someone else, and and all of a sudden, God just takes this relationship to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Mo- most of us come to our relationship with Christ through some sort of suffering, through mm-hmm. some sort of hard thing that has happened in our life, and we recog- that's that's how we get to our recognize our need for salvation for right. a savior. Is is that I can't do this anymore on my own, and so in order for people to, to get to that point and where they can discover that Jesus is that salvation, they've got to have had relationships with people that were walking with Jesus. So that yeah. when they go through that low point in their life, they're like, that guy had hope. Hmm. I remember that relationship. Or that guy that's still in my life that doesn't care whether I show up to his programs or not, that <laughs> still loves me and is still my friend regardless of whether I'm there at youth group, 
you know, I'm going to go to him or her. You know, that's part of what I think one of our main roles is, as youth workers is is equipping our churches to do that work. So it's not just me. It's, you know, there's uh, one of my volunteers, Scott Schroyer. He's, uh, he's taken a couple of our, you know, freshmen out and, and invested in them. You know, he's hardworking, you know, likes to be outdoors and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that, that may not be who I am. Um, not that I'm not hardworking or like to be outdoors, <laughs> but just there's certain things about him that help him connect with other sure. students better than I can. So um, as much as we're building relationships with students, we've got to be able to build relationships with students and the people in our church that can help them know Jesus through those relationships. Cool. That, that's and so important. Yeah. All right. So you've shared you've shared quite a bit of wisdom already. But uh, any other tips and, and tricks and things, bits of wisdom that you think, man, God has really taught me this over the past years, or maybe even here recently, that you know I've got to share this with another youth worker because they they might be going through something similar, or it, I wish I knew this, you know, when I started years ago, and they could we could help someone else out. Yeah, um, I think the big thing because I because I'm coaching and I'm on that other side of things, I'm. You know, I can't be that guy that we as youth workers look at and like their kids are always doing such and such activity. Mm. You know, why why are they always doing that and not coming to this event that I've got yeah. going on? Um, is we've got to have flexibility. We've got to be, get creative and 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 not blaming kids for being involved in <laughs> things that are super important. Like I can tell you right now, the cross country team that that we've got in our track program. We've got so many young people that are following Jesus that are involved in that, mm-hmm. that they've become a small group. And the young life leaders and the other youth workers that are around, they're having people that build them in and, and learning those relationships with Jesus. So as youth workers, what are we doing? Necess- instead of building our own programs, what are we doing to, mm-hmm. to allow kids to be involved in what they like to be involved in, their sports, their activities, while also giving them... Christ followers who will help them center mm-hmm. those activities that they're doing on Jesus. Oh, that's so, so that true. Not, so that they're not crazy. Busy. Our kids are crazy busy. Yep. You know, and everybody's demanding something. As coach, I demand things of them. <laughs> you know, as a youth minister, I demand things of them. Their teachers are demanding things of them. Um, and I think we, we need to start trying to be creative and finding ways to let kids uh, experience the busyness of themselves. Um, and helping them to have Jesus at the center of that stuff without having to have church at the center mm. of that stuff. Um, and we've got to be willing to give kids the permission to say, you know what, you have grace to miss this. Like, um, my kids are super busy. If they show up for Sunday school and worship, but miss youth group, you know what, they're showing up every week for Sunday mm. school and worship. I think we need to give them credit for that. And, yeah. And, and as a youth worker, we're, we're the, the numbers game that we like to play with each other. <laughs> yeah. Count those kids as part of your program. Yeah. You know, because they're relationships that you have, and may, they may not show up to youth group. So, you know, I've got, I said, you know, I've got 40 kids showing up to youth group on Wednesday night. I've got another 20 church kids showing up for church on Sunday morning. And, wow, okay, now those numbers are bigger. It's 60 to 70 kids. Yeah. And, you know. Um, I know the numbers aren't everything, but we, we look at that. And right. I think for our own sake, for our own health, to be able to say, yes, this is the impact I'm having in this community. I do have a relationship with that kid who's only showing up for worship on Sunday mornings. And it, that kid is growing in Christ. What can I do to help their parents? What can I do to help that kid? 
without making them feel guilty for not ever showing up to youth group. Right. That's, that's huge. I feel like, like a lot of people are really, I think, I feel like a lot of youth ministers are kind of reeling that, realizing that lately. I know I have because yeah. we've been fighting so much with, with sports and everything recently because, you know, like less and less, you know, days are considered sacred anymore. And mm-hmm. especially in where we are in New England, I mean, it's, you know, no oh, day, yeah. you know, we, we have sure. sports events all the time. And so, you know, for a long time, yeah, we fought this, this fight against it. But at the same time, you know, when you, you get into, you know, adult world, we are going to hope that they go and be a doctor or be a nurse or be a teacher or whatever other job that they're going to do and take Christ into that. Why aren't yeah. we equipping our students to do that where they, where they are currently, you know, as yeah. they go to their, their soccer team or their cross country team or their mm-hmm. French club or whatever, they can yeah. take Jesus into that situation. Yeah. Yeah, um, so. it's been it's been fun to see our students do that and to see they have the freedom to do that. So they're not when they see me, they're not running away mm-hmm. from me. Oh, I didn't come to YouTube. No, I'm your friend. I'm someone who's walking with Jesus with you. Yeah, you know, we're doing this together. I'm just checking in. Is there anything that I can do for you? You know, how can I pray for you this week? Is there any any resources that I can get you? You know, what stories do you have that you can share with me of how Jesus is impacting your basketball team? Uh, you know, be willing to. You know, let those conversations happen rather than because it's so easy. Where, where were you last week? You know, right. I know I did. I did that day. I went to the school, and there's there's some kids. I'm like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Where you been? Um, I miss you. You know, yeah. and, and part even that the way we communicate that. Um, this is really big for me is letting the kids know that I miss you because when you're around, I see more of Jesus. Mm. When you're not around, I don't see as much of Jesus. So mm. it's not a guilt trip. It's uh, you reveal Jesus to me because yeah. of who you are and your unique identity in him. Mm. And I want to see that. So that's why I keep asking if you can come hang out with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a yeah guilt trip into it, but yeah, we, <laughs> we benefit when you're around you, what you yeah. bring to the group and, and everything. That's why we really want you there because others could benefit from it as well. Exactly. Cool. Any other tips or anything? Um, Keep Jesus at the center. That's my big thing. Mm. Yep. <laughs> so um, that's that's where I'm at, and um, it's been it's been a good run, and just look forward to keep getting after it. Um, I guess one of the other big things is is we talked about conferences and stuff. Attend a conference somewhere. Mm. Talk to your church leadership. Uh, get involved in a network. You can't do this alone. Um, I mentioned with with coaching. I'm I'm involved. There's other youth workers involved with with the track team. Um, I can't do this alone, I, and I've got regular appointments with with other people to to go through this together. And yeah. guess that would be my last piece of tips and advice. That's crucial, yeah. And a shout out to our, our one of our sponsors is National Network of Youth Ministers, and it's so important to get connected with others. I mean, I, I was talking with my wife the other day that it's been it's tough sometimes as as youth workers to really find friends and get connected in the community and build strong friendships. Um, some of my best friendships where I am currently are other youth workers from other churches. Um, no doubt, yeah. Because we just we can we can relate to each other and we can share those things that maybe we can't share with another friend that's from the same church because we know too many of the same people. Um, but we yep. can share those things with other people because we can vent to each other and, and it's, it's a yes. safe environment that you can have with those other youth workers. Yes. Yes. As, as national network of youth ministers would say, we're better together. That's right. That's right. Cool. Well, if people want to, to hear more about you or read more from you or anything like that, is there a place that people should go to, to do that? I know you said you're on Twitter, but, um, uh, yeah, I'm else? on Twitter at, uh, 
It's at R Hausler. Okay. On Twitter, R H A U S L E R. I'm on Facebook at Ray Hausler. And uh, Instagram is Ray Hausler as well. Um, I do have a blog that hasn't been updated in a while, but had some good youth ministry stuff on it. It's just rayhausler.com. All right, cool. Be sure to check all that out if you want to connect more with Ray. And and uh, Ray, thanks so much for, for coming on today and, and talking with us for a little bit. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's and God fun. bless your ministry. Thank you, you too. And thank you so much once again for tuning into today's podcast. We are so grateful that you would give us some time, especially lately. The last couple podcasts have been a little longer. The the interviews have just been so great, and so I I couldn't I couldn't cut them off. And hopefully uh, you have having been just encouraged by that and have uh, been challenged as well. And so if you do like it, if you do enjoy it, please be sure to let us know. Please uh, let me know on on Twitter at Steve Cullum. That's at S T E V E C U L L U M. You can also write into the podcast at uh, our email address at studentministrypodcast at gmail.com. But also be sure to share it out on the different podcatchers. Make sure you leave positive reviews and, and all that stuff. That just helps us rise to the top. We want to thank our sponsors once again, WorkCamp NE. You can find them at WorkCampNE.com, National Network of Youth Ministries. You can find them at YouthWorkers.net and also Reach Youth New England. And you can find them at ReachYouthNE.com. We are so grateful for you tuning in. We're so grateful for our sponsors and please be sure to share this out. Let others know and let me know maybe another student minister that you know that that really needs to be on here. People need to hear their story. I would love to get them on in a future episode. We'll be back next month. And in the meantime, thank you so much again and may God bless your ministry.